not shipping them? Ask Gladys. Hello everyone and welcome back to a special presentation of Anime Club After Dark. With me tonight I have our chivalry of Shota Shotaro. I ain't bluffing with my muffin. <laughs> no, uh, I'm not even, no, no. So, episode 12 of Vinland Saga. Uh, <laughs> some things happened. Um, I guess we can start out with uh, how the episode itself began with Askeladd acting, you know, not at all suspicious, uh, not acting like he knows what's up. But uh, yeah, so this episode starts out with Askeladd and his men now that they've actually recaptured, I guess you could say, Canute, um, trying to stay ahead of Thorkel and his men because he knows that they're behind him and they're going to come and attack again eventually. Um, and Askeladd has a plan, show. Askeladd has a plan, but he doesn't tell anybody about it. Why? He wants to cover up his ties with whoever those people are. I forgot what they are. The Welsh? Yes. I didn't even know the Welsh existed until today <laughs> when I watched this episode. <laughs> Who are the Welsh? Oh, the, those wannabe English people. I just offended, like, so many people. But, <laughs> anyways, um, that was a lie. I didn't know about the Welsh. But, um, yes, he was... Tr- Clearly not being explicit about his relationship with the Welsh, which I'm guessing just out of nowhere that he was married to a Welsh woman and the Welsh woman and him have something. That's all I have with my theory. Okay. But that's my theory. That's what he's hiding. I have another theory. What's your theory? He is Welsh. Why would you say that? I don't know. I, I have about as much theory or much evidence for my theory as you have of yours. So he's a spy? Maybe. I mean, we we already know that Asklad is, is really intelligent because he's able to play both sides of a situation to his own advantage. So would it be so oh, wait. out of left field to say that maybe he's, you know, didn't working... the, the ferryman said that Asklad had a Welsh accent, didn't he? He said that he spoke English very well, but he had a bit of an accent. Okay. I don't I forget the exact words he used. Yeah, the the ferryman does bring up the fact that he had that he speaks English very very well, but he does have an accent. So I mean I don't know. I, I just have this this gut feeling that he has some tie, whether it's like you say that he was married to someone who was Welsh or that he himself has some Welsh blood in him. I don't know. He has some kind of tie to Wales as we was we well, he definitely has some kind of uh like friendship tie to the people of Wales as we find out later in the episode because that's what this entire exchange with him and the ferryman at the very beginning of the episode is all about, him delivering a message to the people of Wales across the river. So, um, I'm wondering that... why he didn't tell anybody though. Like what how does it help him by keeping all of his people in the dark? Why wouldn't he at least tell Bjorn? Bjorn is only for sex, not for, <laughs> like, any emotional connection. No, but, uh... <laughs> Where do you come up with this shit? I have a very creative mind, thank you. I am an artiste. 
Um, I am a crack shipper. Okay, this is so off topic. No, I had something actually relevant to say, but oh, um, so this speculation about his ties with Wales might have something to do with Asklad's mysterious motivations that he's been clearly hiding and have not been explicit at all. So maybe that might explain why he's what he's actually after maybe something to do with whales maybe else i was gonna say but i think that's oh um and if that if that is true that he is trying to do something for whales that he hasn't told anybody about then it's very very bold of him to reveal his ties with whales to his crew because now if they ever suspect him in the future of doing something weird they have the knowledge that he's friends with whales so they can put two and two together and figure that out so Asklad is taking a huge gamble by revealing his ties to whales and I find that interesting that means he's put into a corner and that might be foreshadowing for his death maybe because so are you saying the only reason he is doing this now is because he feels like he's being backed into a corner clearly he's not happy about having to rely on his ties with welsh he's like brooding in the corner like i don't want to talk about it just leave me alone (laughs) god God, bjorn why you gotta be so nosy god bjorn it was just one night (laughs) will you stop trying to shit them jesus yeah I don't know. I it, I have to say the writing of Asgard is really good if it's making us come up with all these theories. He's such a mystery wrapped in an enigma. He is. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I hope that more of this gets unraveled. Um, maybe this is the beginning, as you say, of his downfall, foreshadowing his eventual demise. Um, because he's having to finally start to rely on others instead of his own, you know, wherewithal. He's revealing his secrets. <laughs> yeah. Um, so something else that happened in this episode, we got to hear Knut's voice for the first time. That was cool. Oh my God. So me and Alex just went through the voice actor, uh, ography. I don't know. The animeography of the voice actor of Knut, who is Kensho Ono in the Japanese dub. I don't know if there are any other dubs out right now. A.K.A. Giorno Giovanna from JoJo's. More relevantly, he is Kuroko, he is Mikaela from Seraph of the End, and he is Selene from Aldnoa Zero. Um, all very gay characters that have a lot of porn. Um, <laughs> but Also, he's the... He, he's the I, I have to bring this up. He's the Japanese voice of Harry Potter. Okay. We didn't need to hear that. Just forget that. No, I had to bring that up just because I found that on Wikipedia. That's great. Um, But anyways, um, I just wanted to uh, bring up the animeography because I immediately recognized that voice. And I'm like, I know you. I know you from my late nights of shipping. (laughs) I know you. And then I'm like, oh, that's where you're from. I see you. And also, we're just, like, freaking out. Like, we haven't talked about any of the other voice actors. But we're freaking about this voice actor because to fucking, what, 12 episodes in? And we get the first voice line now? Like, girl, 
that contract negotiation must have taken a long time if you're just starting work now. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Honey. But uh, that was interesting. I also found it hilarious that his very first line was like, oh, I, I see an eagle in the sky. Why don't you catch it for me, Ragnar? And Ragnar's like, bitch, do you know that we're running for our lives? And, and then Knuth's just like, hair flip, I want an eagle. Can you catch it? I just, the, I, I love Ragnar's, <laughs> Ragnar's reaction was great. It's like, bitch, I'm talking here. It's like, but I want an eagle. <laughs> that was hilarious. I actually, that was a funny moment for me. Unlike the previous funny moments that the show has tried to do. That caught me off guard. You liked it because it's a very gay thing to do. Um, There's many things in the show that are very gay things to do. Well, okay. I will give you, I will give you that. You're absolutely right. But this one was particularly very bottom-esque. Uh, I think we knew he was a bottom before he opened his mouth. Well, I, <laughs> he certainly plays the part really well, though. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a heck of a first line. It was kind of funny. Um, and <laughs> that line, that line kind of, kind of echoes what some people, some of the characters have said about Canute in the story that they don't think that he's particularly ready to become king because he's like the whole thing with like the hawk it's like you know uh it seems very Get immature your head out of the clouds literally yeah we I mean, have yeah, some was... stuff to do yeah but it, like, it seems kind of immature like he's not very worldly or he doesn't really grasp what's going on yeah immature is a word for it i guess i guess it Maybe it's an act. I don't know. I don't uh, think it's an act. I don't think it is either. I'm just saying it could be. Um, it'd, be and br- it'd be brilliant if it were. That would be quite the plot twist. And then um, Askeladd, this time, this time it's Askeladd, not Thorkel. <laughs> I'm glad you finally got the difference between the two down. Askeladd assigns Thorfinn to be Canute's bodyguard, which... I just have to say, like, perfect, if you're gonna say you're gonna start shipping ship. them, I will slap fucking slap O-T-P. you across the fucking face. I'm not plane. shipping them. Askeladd is. <laughs> <sighs> Although Literally, you, Askeladd is shipping them. I grunt about that. There probably already is Dojinshi featuring those two. No, but like, cle- you don't think the show is shipping them? The show is like 1,000% shipping them. I think you are shipping them. No! What the hell? It's like so obvious. Okay, I don't understand what you see why, in this why show. Is why is it that every time they a, a, a show's an anime's plot puts two somewhat attractive male characters together, your immediate reaction is... They must want to fuck. But I don't, I honestly don't find either of them attractive. But mm. I will say uh, that Canute's the show pretty, is shipping. Pretty, yeah, yeah, I know you find Canute attractive, but that's not my kink. <laughs> not my type. <laughs> anyway, um, that's the first thing I have to say is that the show is blatantly shipping them. Second thing is that uh, when they, when Thorfinn got assigned to Canute, Thorfinn just like gives him the cutest like, pout ever oh my god it was so adorable it was so like 
over the top angry and i'm like this is the cutest thing i've seen in my it's like, life it's like that meme anime girls pouting is the cutest thing uh exactly exactly <laughs> it was a hell of a stare down though wasn't it and then and then canute hides behind ragnar like um so i guess it was shortly before this when this when this happened but we we find out th- that's when asklad takes his band or his what do we call it his troop um uh, to meet the welsh when they had those massive ships those massive ships are really cool looking too by the way um and they meet uh gratianus who I, is i supposed i think supposed to be the head of a specific welsh tribe in? tribe is a word i would consider it like a province i yeah i guess um obviously he and uh, uh Askelad have some history uh judging by the way they talked with each other they kind of talk as if they're old friends exes <sighs> anyway <laughs> um <laughs> I also love how um, <laughs> Gratianus mistakes Thorfinn for the prince instead of Canute. Foreshadowing. <laughs> all I can say. <laughs> and then all the people are looking at him like, that's the prince? More like princess, if you ask me. Did they say that? Uh, I don't remember that. I, that was, I think that was actually a line from episode 11, but it's kind of the way that Gratianus like, looks at Thorfinn and then looks at Canute, it's like, he's thinking it. He ain't saying it, but he's thinking it. I guess. Um, I feel less that it's about his femininity and more about his, like... Shyness? No, his... Yeah, his shyness, basically. Yeah. So you don't think it has anything to do with his looks? No, I feel like Gratianus is all like he was looking at the commitment. I don't know. There's a word for it. Like the commitment that uh, Thorfinn and Canute has in their eyes, like what the they've been they through. Have. Resolve. Yeah, resolve. And like clearly Thorfinn is resolved to do what he wa- what he has set out to do. Um, very adamantly, and Canute doesn't have much resolve at all. So I think that's what was being talked about, personally. I could see that. I could see that. Um, I had a, I had a thought about where to go from here, but I lost it. Oh no! Just thinking about Canute's beautiful locks. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, I guess so. There's a line that. Um, uh, Askeladd has in this episode that I want to ask you about. Uh-huh. Um, he has this line that's uh, it's like, the more you fall for a man, the less things go how you want. What do you, do you think he meant by that? I think he was talking about Thor's most, I forget, but I feel like there was like a visual flashback to Thor's. I'm like almost 100% sure there was a visual flashback to Thor's. There was. Right? Okay, okay, there was. So that means that he respected Thor's, but why? There's clearly a backstory and a relationship. Maybe not like a direct relationship, but like, and maybe like there's like a middleman, like his friend of a friend or whatever. Um, but clearly there's a backstory there. Um, more or perhaps they met on the battlefield once a long time ago. 
They could have been maybe. fighting for opposite sides. Maybe. Um, but there's just more mysteries about Asclad's motivations. And I am intrigued. Yeah, I mean, it shows that, that Askeladd has a history with Thors that goes further back than him just being hired by Floki to kill him. I feel like there's definitely more between them. Yeah. Um, so another uh, the, uh, the most of the second half of this story is about Askeladd and his troop being escorted through Wales by Gratianus and some of his men to uh, basically secure passage to... Uh, the northern part of England by way of going through Wales. Um, and they're trying to do this to uh, avoid running into or having to fight Thorko and his men again. And by doing this, I think they're hoping to kind of lose Thorkill in like some confusion or whatever. Do you think that plan is going to work? First no. off. Well, okay, so you first think of all, we already. Thorkill will find them. First of all, already we know it's not going to work because at the end of the episode they got ambushed. But before yeah. that, he, like while watching the episode, I still didn't think it was going to work because what kind of bullshit plan is this? You're going to walk through the mountains the long way around. Girl. Yeah. That's I just, mean, that just sounds stupid. I mean, it, it, on the one hand, yeah, you're not having to directly fight Thorkel and his men. Okay, great. But on the other hand, you're having to march your own people through the mountains, exhausting them further than they already are, and giving Thorkel and his men a chance to rest and regroup. I don't think you're going to make it out of the mountains. It just sounds like a really inefficient plan that's just there's a lot of holes. And one of the holes is you're going to get ambushed in the mountains. Clean. Yeah, I mean, and, and it was, they were ambushed by archers, and they, <laughs> I hate to borrow a line from Star Wars, but they have the high ground in this situation, and as we all know, archers that have the high ground are probably going to win. We've seen that before. We've seen it before in this show. <laughs> yep. Um, I do want to say, there was one, one sequence that I thought, number one, was pretty well animated, but was also really cool, and it's when Askeladd's horse that he's riding gets shot, like, by 18 fucking arrows in the head, um, and the horse, like, rears back and starts bucking, and Askeladd, in some kind of, like, feat of wonderful uh, foresight, jumps off of the horse and lands on his feet. That was really cool. I don't remember that like, at all. I can't. I can't imagine in that situation that that would be the easiest thing to do. So it just was number one. It was really cool of Asklad to be able to do that, and number two, I thought it was really well animated when they did it. Nice. Um. But yeah, one thing we we don't know. We don't know who these archers are. Um. We don't know if they were sent by Thorkill. If they are Thorkill's men. If um. There's some other third party entirely that we haven't seen before. Uh, Wait, there's don't a we lot. Know? Uh, you're, I guess you can assume, but it isn't explicitly stated in the episode. It's not explicitly stated, but it, I think it's obvious. I, I, maybe, maybe, but um, I know it was a great way to to end the episode though because it, it's it definitely ends on a cliffhanger but it also leaves you an enormous suspense for what's going to happen next because the episode itself ends with a bunch of quick cuts to different characters and then kind of back to where we are to I think the well the last shot is actually on Thorfinn just looking up at the archers and like all right bitches let's do this 
I like the quick cuts because it really shows how this story is going is taking place in like multiple locations and how all these characters mm. are going to be integral to the overall story, but all of their like micro encounters are going to build up to the overall story and the all different locations. So I did like that. Um directorial choice and it did make me yeah. excited for the next episode um and one thing we actually saw during these quick cuts was Leif Erikson who we haven't seen in many episodes yet it's been yes. what, four and or five episodes like, since the last time we saw hair. him oh my god yeah he's definitely aged he's aged he's significantly like granddaddy <laughs> he's aged significantly and he, he, he you, you see him he's at some kind of a harbor or some kind of a you know some kind of a trading post somewhere, and he looks over and he sees a child that looks not insignificantly like Thorfinn, and you can almost see in his eyes that he, th- he thinks for a moment he's uh, seen Thorfinn, and he's like, <gasps> but then he realizes it's not, and he's like, oh. And of course, the last time we saw Leif Erikson, he was making a promise to Thor, uh, not Thorkel. Um, <laughs> I did it too. Uh, to Thorfinn's <laughs> to, to, to uh, mom that he would eventually go out and find Thorfinn and bring him back. And he, ha- he clearly hasn't done that yet. What a sad, sad life. <laughs> Spend all your time looking for, all your life looking for a fucking brat that's just run off and is fucking stabbing people in the face. Mm-hmm. So ungrateful. Yeah, it was it was a great directorial choice to end the episode that way. Um, to go back to all these characters that we've seen so far that have put these events in motion that we've seen as a great was a great way to to end it. Um, certainly a great way to end the first uh, half of this uh, this story, or at least what's going to be animated. Because is it twenty four or twenty six episodes that this is going to be? I believe it's twenty four. I don't know. I'd have to go check. I it's 24. It's 24. It is. It's going to be yeah. 24 episodes. So yeah, this this is the halfway point of the adaptation so far. Um, new so, OP uh, hype. Yeah, I know. We get. New, are you fucking yawning during? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sleepy time for you. Yeah. Um. So, what do you think so far at the halfway point? What would you uh, What would you give this this adaptation of Vinland Saga? It's kind of disappointing because. I mean, it was so the manga was so good, so it had really high expectations, and the anime adaptation, like it has its high points, but it also definitely has its low points. So, it's like, it's like, it's on and off the quality. Mm. What well, where uh, while I expected it to be really uh, top tier, especially considering considering its studio wit. So I am disappointed, but it is still a pretty enjoyable show if you take out all the expectations I had. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'd say kind of the same thing. I think I'd be a little more lenient than you were because obviously the anime adaptation didn't start the same way the manga did. Um, but I actually think the anime adaptation was better for it for not doing that. Um, if I had to give it like a a grade so far i'd probably give the anime adaptation a b minus uh i don't do grades <laughs> but i'll give it an eight out of ten okay yeah i'd say uh, that would be 80 percent. so that's a b that's a b minus okay 
So uh, I, I'm assuming you're looking forward to See, seeing in the, the Canadian half, system, though. that would be an A. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Let me go fucking redo all of my schooling with in Canada so I can get I a better know. GPA. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm assuming you're also hyped for the second half just to see how they finish it out. Honey, survive with my profit. I need that second <laughs> OP. Better be, I don't know, actually. I have no idea. I actually haven't even seen the second OP yet because... The 13th episode is out when we're recording this, but I haven't watched it yet. So, Well, guess what? We will be doing that very, very soon. So thank you all for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we always enjoy bringing this stuff to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or if you have ideas for topics you would like for us to talk about in the future. Links to all these things will be down below in the description. As always, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, show. I would let Asklad march through my mountains. Nope. Yes. Nope.